If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, we are live as always, downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino in this hour, 15 minutes from right now. We'll get into some uh, very creative props that we have for week three and beyond in the National Football League. At the bottom of the hour, Stanford Steve's going to join us from ESPN. We'll go over the biggest weekend slate in college football in many, many years. And uh, can't wait for tomorrow to get here. As we continue here marching forward with the National Football League, the Titans are taking on the Browns. Um, I'm thinking in my head through two weeks with this elite Cleveland defense, what it's going to look like for Ryan Tannehill in this game, probably not pretty, but also like Mike Vrabel is a really good coach. He recently won the award for coach of the year, not that long ago. And if you go back in the last 20 years, he's 23 and 22 straight up when he's an underdog. He's 27, 17 and one ATS when he's a dog as well. I mean, he gets the most out of his players every single year. And he really hasn't had a quarterback now in how long as Ryan Tannehill has been the guy. Like they were the one seed a handful of yep. years ago now at this point. Yep. How is this total where it's at? Who's scoring in this game, right? I well, can't. Unless he turns the ball that over could, and right? gives the Browns, you know, short field to work with. Right. The, as we talked about earlier, it's a huge start for Watson and it's a huge start for Tannehill. Now, they were fortunate to get that win last week. Herbert's got to punch it in there to win the game and not settle for the field goal. Mm-hmm. But the defense has played well. But Tannehill has uh, struggled so far, completing 47% of his passes and then all the interceptions week one against the Saints, and they haven't been able to get Henry going. Henry only has 140 yards. So last year, they were 28th in scoring, and it's carried over to this year. So it just appears this is, is it with this guy, and he can't play anymore. Is It was such a good story when he came in, and they were an over-machine, he was putting up big numbers. But hasn't been the case now. But with Watson, he's 4-4 four and four in Cleveland. 
He has nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. They have, he's got to get this figured out mm-hmm. and straightened out. Or it's just, I mean, maybe it's he, he knows that he's going to get heckled and he can't deal with the contract and the fact that what went on in his personal life because he's just been, it's been all, he, he's in Zach Wilson, Carson Wentz territory when you look at the numbers the last couple of years. But to my point earlier about who's scoring, an opponent has yet to run a play in the red zone against Cleveland. In a total fluke loss, yep. what happened against Pittsburgh with the two defensive touchdowns? Stefanski six and one straight up on short rest, five and one ATS after a road game in Baltimore or Pittsburgh. I think I think Watson does enough to win here. Ford looked good. You get Ford uh, on the ground to go off, make enough plays in the passing game, and trust the defense oh, and this, force a, a takeover, a, t- a takeaway from Tannehill. That's where I think the game is actually going to come down to Watson because I, I don't. The Titans' defense, they have been really good, and they have elite players on the D line. They're you cannot run on this team, um, and I get it. The Browns' O line, but Conklin's out for the year. Chubb now running back out for the year. I think Ford's going to be fine long term as the backup this season. I don't think they're going to be able to get much going on the ground against this defense. What you can do is. You can attack this secondary all day long. I mean, look at Derek Carr in week one, threw for more than 300 yards. Derek Carr did essentially nothing against Carolina in week two. Um, what do you have, 228 yards passing, stayed under the, the passing yards prop, as I'm well aware of. And then last week, Herbert again, 27 of 41 for 305 yards, two touchdowns, throwing the ball against this uh, Titan secondary. If Watson doesn't do it this week, when does it happen for him? Yeah. Right, because you're not going to get a break playing any of these defenses in, in the division. And some of the other, he has to get it going on Sunday. If they're losing low-scoring games or fluke games, like where, you know, you're responsible for giving teams other points, then it's like it's Russell Wilson territory. If it's not there already, we will get there with what are we doing in $230 million and the guys at below average. Man. Typical you, Browns. You want to lay the points with Cleveland? No. I do like them in this game, though, yeah. I'm on the opposite side. Okay, I've uh, I've bet. Oh, the, Vrabel's a good coach, but it's just I don't I don't think Tennessee's going to move the ball. Yeah, I've I bet the Titans twice so far this year. They're two and zero ATS. Uh, they might be on the tough card game. again, like this one, Saints and the Packers. Very right? tough game. We're on different sides of this one, although I know it is a bad spot. Uh, coming off the back-to-back road games in the short week in Green Bay, now at home, uh, they've they've been done very well in home openers where they've won ten in a row. But they're banged up again, and what, what are we going to get out of Watson if he plays? But this Saints defense, nine straight unders, and 10 in a row they've held their opponent under 21 points. New England did it 11 in a row uh, back in the day. But I like this defense. I like this team, but it comes down to Carr. You can't stand the guy. He was pathetic on Monday night. They still got the win, but I know I have it with the weapons and the deep shots. Just got to connect, and I need to see more of it. And with Alave and who they have and Thomas and, and Johnson – they got to take shots down the field and hope they can hit on them. But please don't beat me by throwing silly interceptions. So 2-0, bet them to win the division. I think they're going to get it done. This is a good game here against Green Bay. I don't think. But a, a tough spot, though. I don't think we're on opposite sides here. I thought you liked Green Bay in this game. Well, I'm coming around to the oh, Saints. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. 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 Although. Because of all the injuries now? Yeah, again, yes. But let me. What are these guys going to play? Well, how many, t- I mean. What's going on with Watson? Is this going to linger for two months? Evidently, it's going to be here. It's going to be a thing that's going to last for a while. And the Jones thing Jones is just thing's rough too. so bizarre to me. Again, they came out right away after the injury in week one. No, it's not, it's not serious at all. Then did not practice the entire week last week, misses the game. And now it's like on Friday morning, still completely up in the air with him. I will say this about Derek Carr and why I'm a little hesitant here to get on board with the Saints. 
a couple of numbers with him. Now, this against the NFC, that part may or may not matter. But he's 14 and 24 straight up, 13, 23 and 2 ATS versus the NFC. You might hear that and say, well, that's kind of random. Who cares about the uh, NFC? But I will tell you this. The average line in those games, Derek Carr was getting plus one. You're 13, 23 and 2 ATS in a game that's a coin flip. That's not good. You need to be better than that. And I would actually ask the question then, how much of that was on him? How much of that was on the Raiders team in general? I never liked really any of those Raiders teams, but a lot of it had to do with him. And there's one more. When when we were talking about the numbers on Monday, and I said, oh my God, Derek Carr on the road. Well, this will tell you exactly how bad it's been. He's 19-30-2 ATS on the road since 2017. That's the worst number ATS in that span out of 122 quarterbacks. God. So you can't trust this guy at yeah. all when he's playing away from home. I bet under 43. That's another one, too, because I really like this defense. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, I think the total's too high as well. The other thing, what are we going to get this week? Week one, nothing but unders. Week two, every game went over but the Kansas City game on Sunday. This, this week so it'll be 8-8. Eight eight. Okay. We'll have eight overs and eight unders probably. Uh, another game here, and I said this right away. This was um, after last Thursday when the Vikings played the Eagles. I said maybe this is the most unbettable game in terms of the point spread. The entire I won't, I will not touch this game on the point spread. I don't care where it's at, and it's who cares? It's like right around the money line. Pick them. Chargers are playing at the Vikings. Um, I want nothing to do with either one of these teams. The total, as predicted, the look ahead number was forty nine and a half. Well, look at where it is today. Went to the moon. It's fifty four and a half. Um. Now, this is a lot of points, so. Right, but four games have closed 54 or higher since last year, and it's 4 0 to the under. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That, it's I, a big I, number. I, yeah, but a five point move, too, right? If we're all thinking alike, we're not thinking. Uh, Minnesota now going back a 1 7 ATS run last eight. Also going back, Kirk Cousins is the second worst quarterback with extended rest. That's another factor, too. So, as I said earlier. It doesn't though, help him out at all? No, he's horrendous with extended rest. So the loser here, forget about it. Only four times since 1990 has a team started 0-3 and made the playoffs. Minnesota continues to beat themselves. Seven turnovers. And now you bring in Akers, which they said it's not a shot at Madison, but I mean, we think it'd have to be. Uh, You bring in Akers, too. We'll see if that gives them a shot in the arm as well. They haven't even tried to run the ball so far. But Jefferson putting up ridiculous numbers, and Addison appears to be the real deal. But... Again, they blew that game against Tampa, and then they continue to beat themselves with the turnovers. And then it's like, well, you want to bet on Staley then, right? I mean, are the Chargers really going to be zero three here? What, I mean, why it, not? This is this is real. The the loser, uh, if it's the Chargers, I don't care what what the history is with the Spanos family. You got to really examine this and take a, well, they, a long hard. If you go, if you start zero three with how last year ended, blowing a twenty seven point lead in a playoff game, and what he did in Week eighteen. You haven't even played Kansas City yet. No, Paul, I would not have started this season with him as the head coach. I'm with you. I would have moved on. And they haven't yet. And You're they, wasting Herbert. 100%. 100%. Now, Bosa, Eckler, did not practice yesterday. I don't think Eckler's going to play again. Doesn't look great. It looks like he's out. I know. Yeah, the Vikings O-line yeah. getting healthier, which can only help, obviously, because uh, Cousins, it's not that great of an O-line anyway. Cousins was under a lot of pressure against the Eagles. Um, this is... Uh, wild to me when it comes to Herbert and the team in general. Great stat here from uh, Evan Abram. 
Justin Herbert is 15-32-5 against the spread in the second half in his career. That's the fifth worst quarterback since 2005. Wow. They are 7-22-2 second half ATS when leading at halftime. That's coaching. Oh, my. That's one of the most alarming stats I've heard in a long, long time. That is very good. They just completely no fall. No, they fall on their faces in the second half. Yeah. I, here's what I would do. If this goes to either team being favored by one and a half, I'd take the other team on a six-point teaser is what I would do. Because this has just Bedlam written like 31-30, 28-24, something written all over it. I don't think either team's going to win by more than one score. Minnesota, do you? Do you? I, I'm hoping Minnesota gets blown out and the Jets come to their senses and do something here. I mean, that, that, yeah. this is ridiculous. You know, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe the Jets win 13 to 10, it's, but and Wilson's a, and they just say, okay, common sense, wake up, let's do something. Up next, we have props. First coach fired, first quarterback benched. How many quarterbacks will start for the Jets this year? And this is great. How many blocked kicks will the Patriots have on the season? It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets 
the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code WINNER to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Paulie, we are uh, looking at some really cool and creative props here for Week 3 and beyond in the National Football League. First quarterback to lose the starting job. You were high on Ritter before the season. Yeah. You thought the same thing last week. Are you still high on Ritter? Now they're winning games, though. So he goes to the back of the line, and uh, he's going to keep his job. And he actually threw for, what, 250 yards in the win last week. So he's now in the 25-1 to 1 range. I can't get there with guys who are at the top. Pickett, the favorite? No. I would think the first guy to go there, the fall guy's Canada. I mean, the fire Canada chance was so loud at the game Monday night, and we'll see what it looks Sunday night here for the Steelers. Canada will be the fall guy, and I would say, boy, Russell Wilson at 5-1. to one. That's interesting because would he, would he pull the plug and go to Stidham that early in the season, although it, the, he wasn't the problem last week. They scored 36 points and got beat. This is all non-injury. Yes. You, do you want to get nuts and take a long shot? Deshaun Watson, 66 to 1. Oh, my God. Could Stefanski ever say to him with that guaranteed contract, look, man, we, we just, you got to get your head right. You sure got to, to sit down for a, a series here. We're bringing in DTR. His, it, jo- his job's on the line. He'd have to. If he again, I guess it, that you have, might have something there because it's you'd have to save his job if he if he knows he's he's on the hot seat and he's going to get let go if it, Watson's that bad he have to put the kid in. No, this is non-injury related. It's just the quarterback to lose the starting job this year to get benched, and Watson maybe. I mean, if it doesn't go well this week against that secondary in Tennessee. Then I would say all bets are off for him. It's tough. Good pick at four to one. Mac Jones five to one. So is Wilson. Would Vrabel say I've had enough of Tannehill and yes. go to Willis? Yeah, yes. You have to see if these guys can play. Anyways, you've gone quarterback in the draft the last two years, and uh, Stroud nine to one. Okay, well, I, I don't see that one either. So yeah, will Wilson start game one for the Broncos in twenty twenty four? The yes is minus one fifty. Again, think about the contract here for a second. Our guy in Denver, Nate Kruckman, says it's easy to get. They, get, they It's manageable. They can get out of it. Yeah. I would have to take the uh, no. The no on that. So Plus money. They lose Sunday. They're 0-3. And I think they just might, and Peyton will just make some major changes in the offseason. If the Broncos were to move on from Russell Wilson, how quickly would he get scooped up by another team? I don't know that. that that's, a, that's an interesting question. But everyone thinks they can fix somebody, but the comeback would be if Sean Payton could do it. I have to see how the rest of the, the season plays out and what it looks like in the next couple of months. But Somebody would the, take a flyer. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. One more thing on that game, though. If you can't stop Howell in Washington, what's going to happen against Tua? You're taking on the number one offense and they're number one in yards per play. And Tua's only been sacked once. What if there's no so, Waddle? That changes the, the dynamic overall of the offense. They're yeah. still going to have Tyreek Hill, but... You know, you could, in theory, go with uh, Sertan on him the whole time and say, just, you know, do your best. How many quarterbacks will start for the Jets this year? Three and a half. Then I I bring in the new guy. He plays, and then what? Then I I put Boyle in? Uh, I'm going to get the four? If it goes 
if they make a move, then it's going to have to be injury-related to have one more guy get in there, right? But if they don't make a move, does this go over? Is it just going to be, you know, um, do they win? Well, you have to, well, we'll start with this. Do they win games with Zach Wilson? They'll win some because the defense is so good, and they're not going to play a Cowboys every single week or a Patriots every, every single week. You know, they've had no breaks here in the schedule to begin the season. We uh, all yeah. know this. They, they couldn't afford it. They could afford an injury, but not right. Not at the beginning of the year when it's that gauntlet first six games. Right. How many total games will he start through week 18? Seven is the total. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I can't believe it. They should have made a move by now. I love Sal Palantonio this week on the show. Yeah. He came on, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? He came on the show. And we just uh, asked him, you know, about that, that team now making a move. And his, an- his answer was, I can't believe it's taken. They haven't made a move yet. I thought they would have a long time ago is what he said. And again, Rodgers was hurt two weeks ago. I'm baffled. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at the whole thing. With Super Bowl aspirations yeah. and guys who are out there, you put Jacoby Brissett on this team. Talk to me. First coach fired. The other thing, now Staley's the favorite at 2-1. to one. The other thing here I, I is, am. how much money have they spent on that defense they can't stop anybody, and that's his background. That's his area of expertise. That's another reason where he has to go. I'll tell you another thing. Now, I, I don't think he should be the favorite, though. Uh, he should it, be, but if they lose... Nor do I recommend a bet on him. Yeah, because of the... But I'll tell you this, though. Spanos, you can't get lost in Los Angeles. Remember, they introduced the Chargers when they were at a Laker game and they got booed. I mean, a lot of people didn't care about him to begin with. Now you're going to start 0-3 and look at the, the, be looking oh, at being irrelevant? Paul, they're, You they're, can't get lost in Los Angeles. You have to be a businessman if you're Spanos and get some juice with that organization. I, I hate to break the news to you. They're already lost and irrelevant in Los Angeles. Nobody cares. Well, if I, if I can't even have a winning record, though, with all the hype that they have with one of the best young quarterbacks, what am I doing? Mm, I think it's Ibraflus. Now, the GM polls are to come out and say this isn't a dumpster fire and we're on the same page. Well, of course, you there are, the there are There are, how do I say this? There are respected media members saying this report is true, that the FBI went to the D.C.'s house. In any event, they don't have a D.C. Mm-hmm. Fields is calling out the coaches. Getsy, whatever, the O.C. doesn't know what he's doing. They've lost 12 in a row. They've allowed 25 points in all the games. Oh, here comes Mahomes. I mean, it's really, after what happened last year, carries over to this year, and they had playoff aspirations. That's your guy. That The dumpster fires Chicago. Yeah, he, he's the only guy that I could look at making a bet right now, and he's 4-1. to one. Like some of the other guys near the top of the list, Rivera, well, they're 2-0. and oh. Right. I mean, that's, the enemy's that's, so good, he's going to keep them afloat. Yeah, I would say McDaniels, he's 5-1. to one. If it goes sideways for the Raiders, um, and again, think about some of the teams they're playing. What's it going to look like on Sunday night? I know the Raiders are... They're taking money the entire week here, but that stadium is going to be heavily induced by Steeler Nation. And then, you know, some of the other teams coming to town, Green Bay plays here in a couple of weeks. That's going to be heavy Packers. They get the Jets and the Giants later on. The Giants game, I'm sure, is going to be overtaken by Giants fans. When the Chiefs come here, when the Broncos come here, same exact thing. And if they're losing games, Mark Davis, again, how many closed-door meetings did he have with him last year? Maybe that'll be a thing again this season. I can't see O'Connell because no. they won 13 games it's last year. It's not happening. Year. Your prediction, you want to get nuts, was the Jets starting 1-5, and five, but that was with Rodgers. That was before Rodgers went down. Yeah, yeah. Salo get bailed out with that. Stefanski's 25-1. to one. They're not getting rid of Rabel either. And Bowles, they're 2-0. and oh. Yeah. So I can't, that, that's, that's a, I can't see it. And when will the first coach get fired over under 13-and-a-half? I love that prop. What week? What week? Oh, I, again, I think... 
if it goes under 13 and a half, I think it's going to have to be Eberflus. Who else is going to get fired before like the way end of the season? I could see, could he tap out? It's so dysfunctional and so toxic and they're all in eight. He goes, that, that's mm, it. I'm done. I, is it going to be an Urban Meyer situation? That was all on him. That was all Urban Meyer. Uh-huh. At least with this situation, it's not all on Eberflus. It was another guy, you know, one of his, one of his underlings. Will they allow 25-plus points and lose in week three? Yes is minus $3. The Bears have lost 12 in a row and have allowed at least 25 points in each game. Oh, that's uh, shorter than betting the Chiefs on the money line. Yeah. Thinking the team's going to get to at least 25 points. And this is so creative, too. How many total kicks, field goals, slash extra points with the Patriots block in the regular season? It's two and a half. And they have that one. They have something here. It was all a buzz Sunday night football, what they did with the guy in motion and running up the line. Are they going to do it again on Sunday? Why not? It worked. Well, maybe they It just... also, it freaks out the kicker. He's, got, he's, he's looking, he oh, can you're see it. Yeah. You're paying attention the whole time. Right. Now you got to take that, you got to watch the ball, you got to watch the snap, the hold, and you got to pay attention to this guy who's going to be in motion coming at you. That's another reason why I can't believe McDaniel kicked a 55-yard field goal. You just had one block, yeah. and you know... Bad choice by him. Yeah, it was fourth and three, too. It was nuts he did that. So, if that's the case, assuming the Jets are in field goal range or they score one touchdown in this game and they have to trot the kicker out there, what do you think the game plan is from Salah and the special teams coach to Hard adjust count. to that? If you go a hard count, you're messing with the you're messing with everything, though, too. No, they might. But that's, I, I know. Put it this way. I would have practiced it uh, against it this week. I think you have to. I think every team in the league should practice against this. Because, every team should try that. But yeah, correct. And every team should practice defensively against this, right? How to prepare for that. In case they send a guy in motion, what are we going to do? Can you tell that guy? Can you send a guy out who's going to be... That's like, a, like that, the gunner on a punt. Yeah, but it, I think teams will give up on if the guy jumps. You got to time that out beautifully. Oh, though. you have to. If you don't time it out, you're jumping. You're offsides. So have one. Right. We have uh, 15 games to go. All you have to do is block two more. They might block two by a, a, on a fluke. We'll hit the great college card up next. Stanford Steve's going to join the program. We'll run down as many as the big games as possible. Which side is he on of this Notre Dame-Ohio State clash? We'll ask him coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Put the VSEN experts to work for you this football season. Start betting smarter with a VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up now, save 10% off the annual subscription when you use promo code FTM. Daily best bets with the leaderboard, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving, dog videos, premium analysis, promo code FTM, VSEN.com slash subscribe. Get up there. All right, we'll hit the college card here. It's been a minute, but the great Stanford Steve joins the program now, Sports Center with SVP, also College Game Day. Uh, thanks for the time, pal. Uh, good to talk to you again. You, you are doing a great job, man, on College Game Day so far this year. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a whirlwind, man. Uh, we start college game days, all the emotions are going. And then Monday morning, you jump on a plane, and you're at Monday Night Football at MetLife, and the place is going crazy, and then poof, Aaron Rodgers goes oh. down. So it has been an absolute whirlwind. Crazy. Uh, that Jets pregame, Jets pregame was like a, like a college atmosphere pregame, and then the air went out of the building. But 
Give those people credit. They, no, no one left the building that night, and they got a win. I'm not sure how many more they're going to get, though. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. in South Bend right now. Game day is there tomorrow. I've heard pros make the yep. case for both sides here. Are you on either side between the Buckeyes and the Fighting Irish? I like the under, guys. I, I, going back and watching the tape, I, I think Ohio State has what they want defensively. They got really good linebackers. Their defensive line got improved. And on the other side, uh, the other defense, Notre Dame has good, good, good personnel on the defensive line. But they got guys that could disrupt things in the in the front seven. So when I look at the matchup, I think the both defenses are are ahead. I think Notre Dame's going to struggle to run the ball, but they have to keep Ohio State honest to get their receivers open. And the biggest matchup to me is Ohio State's offensive line. They struggled at Indiana in a road game. This is a whole different animal. Like if you have a really good offensive line, those things travel, and that's what I'm not sure about. I think Notre Dame hangs around. Uh, the whole game, if not wins it. So I like under, and I, for a side, I lean Notre Dame. Okay, and how about this? Now, two programs we're used to making the playoff every year, but it hasn't gone well. Uh, let's start with Clemson and their slow start mm-hmm. at the catching points at home to Florida State. Yeah, it's weird, weird, weird deal here. You know, a noon game, usually Clemson gets these big games at night, you know, guys, and then Florida State up 31-10, Travis really felt awkward on that shoulder. They say he's good to go. They're getting their linemen back. I just think Florida State's better at almost every position, you know, but does that translate? Can Dabble? Dabble loves this, being unranked and now being an underdog at home. I don't think he's been an underdog at home since Lamar Jackson went there, and you know he got the win there. So ever so slightly, mm. I lean Florida State, but be careful. That, that no, Does it feel like it should be three at least? You know, three, three and a half with, with, with the top team coming into on-ranked team. So I just, very, Florida State has to play well, and I need to see that like they did in the second half against LSU. Okay, how about Alabama, and how concerned are you with uh, Bama's offense? Kiffin running his mouth again, though. Bama at home lane six and a half against uh, Old Miss. Yeah, he's like you, Paul. He always running the mouth, you know, never gets old, <laughs> especially, especially when he's going against the old boss. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not taking the cheese here with the dog. Uh, I think Alabama, they still won last week, and that defense is, is very good. Uh, I just go back. Texas was a seven-point dog. You're telling me you're telling me Ole Miss is a point less, you know, not, mm-hmm. not as good? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I think, I think Bama rallies the troops. I think they get the run game going. Their best offensive lineman didn't play last week. Uh, they're going to get, uh, you know, their best defensive tackle back. So I, I'm not I, – I get it. People want to pounce on Alabama right now. I'm not there yet. I, I think they get the job done and cover against Ole Miss. I'll ask you this. I mean, their adjusted win total at DraftKings, eight and a half. Are they going to win nine games this year? Yes. They will? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. The talk of the entire country, people cannot get enough of Colorado. I don't blame them. It's been an amazing mm-hmm. story. They're up against it this week. Do they keep it close? Do they cover the 21 in Eugene against the Ducks? I, I would lean towards the no, Mitch. Um, they're going to score. I, I do like, like I, I've said every game, and they're take the over. Uh, they just, it, it, they, they, the way they are built, they've they done a great job. Lewis has done a great job playing to their strengths. One of their strengths is not their offensive line. And when I go back and I look, like they have a ton of penalties, pre-snap penalties. Like that stuff is going to get amplified in that zoo of Austin. Like that place is going to be bonkers. Uh, I don't think they have the, the personnel on defense to slow down Oregon. So I could see, you know, a, a 45-24 game, like right there. I, I see that kind of game. But if I had to lean, I, w- I would uh, land. Because Oregon also, too, is – 
has this me against the everybody talking about everybody else in the conference. They're kind of laying low. They didn't play well at Texas Tech. I expect them to play well. So I would lean towards uh, laying the points, but I like the over in that game. You also could tell me that throw out any number of what Hunter means to the point spread. How do you know? He plays 120 mm-hmm. plays. He's playing both sides. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it is pretty crazy because you would think a guy of that caliber that plays on both sides of the ball is it's got to be worth a touchdown, right? So I, I think you're getting a cheaper number with Oregon uh, when you look at that and know Oregon's capability. I just think the biggest difference is the guys up front. Oregon has legit dudes. Like, they got pros on the offensive and defensive line. Colorado's got – their two tackles are like 6'9 and 6'10, mm-hmm. and they do a good job of getting in the way, but I'm not, no, I'm not sure if they can protect – Shadur for you know, for sixty minutes against Oregon. He's been sacked a ton already. You got to be go through all types of emotions. I mean, Stanford, Steve. You're a Pac-12 guy. You know they screw it up every year, and here they are. They're mm-hmm. having this great start, historic start to the season. They're the talk of college football, and now the conference is going to cease to exist. Do, do you think they're going to make the playoff, or will will can they get in with a, a two loss team? Or are they all going to beat each other up again? What are your thoughts on this season? It, it's been a complete whirlwind, guys. You know, it is. I saw it coming a long, a long, a long way ago, and I'm, I'm just. It goes to the top. The leadership was just atrocious when you look at mm. the leadership top down. So the problem is, is I want Oregon State and Washington State to win it, so Kliopkov has to give one of those teams the Pac-12 trophy, <laughs> and they play each other. They play each other this week. So um, those are my two favorite fan bases in the conference. Those people are as, as diehard as they get, you know, they don't, they're, they're the little brother in the state. And then you saw that with the conference realignment. Uh, but there are really, really good teams, man. Like, and, and that's why before the year I picked Oregon state and UCLA to play in the title game. Cause I like their schedules like Oregon state. This is their toughest road game. Uh, and they get all the big dogs at home in mm-hmm. Corvallis and, and UCLA doesn't have to play uh, Washington or Oregon. So that's what I went with that. I, I, uh, I lean Washington State in this game, though. So I. I just feel like their defense is better. Uh, they have to run the ball, though, because Oregon State's going to run the ball and try and keep that crowd out of it. Um, and then the UCLA, I just feel like it, it's time. You know, uh, Chip has, has built that thing. Again, a team no one is talking about. Ranked top freshman quarterback. He slid him into the starting lineup. Uh, we're going to see what Dante Moore has on the road in Salt Lake City. I'm waiting for that number to keep climbing, but I can see myself taking UCLA plus the point. Ah, you're going to be butting heads against Pauly in this one. I think Pauly, what'd you lay, yeah. four and a half yeah. in Utah? Well, I, I thought I oh, was... That's a good I, number, yeah. good well, number. I thought he yeah. was playing, and, well, and Rising's going to play. I don't think he'll be rusty. Let yeah. me ask you a follow-up on the Pac-12 here. Can a non-USC or Oregon quarterback win the Heisman Trophy? I'm talking about Michael Penix. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I really like, I don't know what the odds are. I know you guys are dialed into that. But I also look at where I am right here. If Hartman wins this game yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. and then gets and get and gets USC to come in, like who's got two better wins than that? And then Notre Dame. I mean, we know the yeah. the, the 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 shine that Notre Dame carries. Like I, that's worth that's worth a, a a shot, I think, because of the possibility. Like, and then they still have a game with Clemson. Um, so I, I look at Hartman, but Penix for sure. Uh, watching that tape last week, I, I just. Grub the offensive coordinator. That guy's not going to be there next year. No. Hire him. Yeah. I mean, the game plan they had, I get it, Michigan State's not themselves. But to go on the road in a Big Ten environment and just absolutely get after Sparty like that, you don't see that. I mean, the game plan was tremendous, and Penix has just been 
the accuracy is just off the charts. We Hartman's ten to one at DraftKings. By the way, we love sports. Okay. We love television. How hard did you take it that winning time was canceled on HBO? Oh, it was like the Pac-12 going away, Paulie. Like you, you're trying to enjoy every episode. Mitch, you know, on his pedestal, not wanting to watch this show. He, he, he's just losing out on himself. Mitch, you got you got to get back in and dial in. It, John C. Riley, I, I, like it was Jerry Buss. Yeah, he was so good. And the guy who played Magic, the guy who played Kareem, all the way up and down. Uh, the acting, the way they did the videos, the basketball scenes weren't bad. The guy that played Larry Bird shot like Larry Bird. It was uh, it was fantastic, and I get it. It was, you know, uh, uh, they took they took some some uh, stories to extra lengths, but God, it was so entertaining. In a, in a time when we're looking for something to watch, I, I love that show and the creativity it brought, knowing uh, the footage they had and all that. And you go back and watch the actual footage of the press conferences and yes. trophy ceremonies. It was to a T. It was phenomenal. It's just a tad difficult for me to watch TV shows during the football season. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I get it. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, have a great time in South Bend. All right. You appreciate you guys. Hope to see you soon. You yep. got it. Great job. Absolutely. He's right about that. You're right about the timing. I mean, you, you, you're putting the show up against the NFL and during football season. I can't watch. I don't watch TV shows during the football season. Season one did well because it was during March Madness and, and NBA yeah. time. More of the NFL games on Sunday coming up next. Believe it or not, Patrick Mahomes has struggled here. The Bears fit the bill. I'll tell you how next. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook, keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. Bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the app. Use code FOLLOW. Great menu and creativity from the staff. Bet $5, $200 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL with code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. And they have, again, everything is up in MLB about who's going to get what seed as well. Who else has that? That's phenomenal at DraftKings. All right, uh, moving back into the Sunday slate in the NFL, the Panthers are taking on the Seahawks. This is juicy. Uh, I thought earlier in the week when I said on the air, there's no way this number could be four and a half at the time. That was before the Monday night game, not knowing that Bryce Young would get hurt and then not ha- uh, he's not going to be a go in this game. And then how do you look at that? Like, what's the difference between Bryce Young as the quarterback mm-hmm. compared to Andy Dalton? I just, it's a bad combination. It's a bad mixture here. The O-line isn't that good. They're banged up. The, uh, the wide receivers are also banged up and not very talented. And then you have Frank Reich, who's uh, turning into unfrozen caveman lawyer here and uh, is potentially a really bad coach in this league. But if you look at the Seahawks on the flip side, they had nine guys not practice one day this week. And we're talking about some of the most important players on the team. Metcalf has been missing on the O-line, Charles Cross, um, Will Disley, the tight end missed the secondary guys missed like Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, Julian Love, the safety defensive line guys, plural missed practice this week. So they're without a lot of guys. I want to play the Seahawks in Survivor, but I just I need to know more about the injury report. We weren't, we're not going to find out about that until later on today. If it's if it's Dalton, I want I want the dog. I think it's too high. I'd rather have Young in this spot to, to, for me to bet That's the right. Seahawks. I, yeah, right. I'm with yeah. you because I was I was thinking about Seattle and Survivor, but when I saw the Dalton news, I yeah. said no way. Yeah. yeah. Because and the other thing is you have to factor in about what, what Frank Reich is doing here or what he's not doing. I mean, it's been a horror show offensively. Uh-huh. And you know, you get the garbage touchdown which the Saints gave him and Dennis Allen late. So if it's Dalton, I think they'll have success and maybe he'll probably turn it over too. But what what Gino will I get? And you're right about all the injuries. I mean, that was pathetic in the second half at home against the Rams with one first down. And then they looked great in the win against uh, Detroit on the road. But they also got bailed out because Detroit turned it over three times and they got the pick six. Right. So it's a tough game. But let, if it's Dalton, I, I don't I don't, uh, I don't, don't want Seattle if it's Dalton. Let me uh, throw this number at you and, and see if you make anything of it. Uh, again, all these numbers available on the website, vsin.com. I tweeted it out as well. I do every week at Mitch Moss Radio. Steve Mackinnon does a great job. In week three, so teams that are 0-2, they're 18-32-1 straight up, but 34-17 ATS, that's 67%, when they're a dog of 3.5 points or more since 2010. Does that tell you, like, they all know this, right? The numbers have been out there for a long time. If you start 0-2 or beyond that, your chances of making the playoffs are very difficult. You're up against it. Your season is kind of on the line. You have a sense of desperation about you in week three knowing that. So they play their guts out, and they're, they're playing in more close games than they're not. Like it even more for the opponents, 2-0. and That's another one, too. Right, but right. Yeah, yeah, everyone knows it. That only happened four times since 1990. So 
playoff ship has sailed if you fall to 0 3. Yeah, I just, before I can really have an opinion on this, I need to know again the injury report here with the Seahawks. Now, again, a little bit different story here than they were last week, catching a big number on the road against the Lions, and now they got a win by margin here on a team that could be without several guys. It's a bad job. There's three late games. Yeah, I don't like And this. two of them are the big point spreads, right? Know. Kansas City at home to the Bears and, and Dallas at Arizona with sky-high point spreads. Dallas, incredible start. They've outscored their opponents 70-10, to 10, but uh, and, and 10 sacks and seven takeaways. Boy, Quinn's done a hell of a job there. I mean, it's not, it's not a fluke. It's every year and every game you can expect it. But now you don't have digs now. Yeah. And he was up there in interception. So now how big of a loss is this? And I know it was uh, Danucci. Uh, Danucci tweeted, I can't believe they're running that drill still in practice. And that's what we mm. got hurt on with the one-on-one. So huge blow to the Cowboys. Baker's also on IR for Arizona too. But I can't imagine what it looked like in the first half. Yes, was great. But that was also poor Giants. I can't imagine Arizona Dobbs do anything. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? The Diggs injury probably will not impact the Cowboys' defense that much this week. Give Arizona credit. I mean, they are 2-0 ATS, and they came on there in the first half. Put it this way, Paul. Uh, did the Cardinals look much better than you ever thought they could in the first half last week? Oh, I made incredible throws. They were awesome. Yeah. It wasn't just him. It was to James Conner as well. Yes, right. And, and look at this Cowboys schedule to begin now. The Giants are an utter mess they got the Jets with no Aaron Rodgers, yep. and now they're getting on paper the worst team in football. So their power rating, hey, careful with it. I think they're awesome. I thought that going into the season. They should bury the Patriots, too. They're not going to move the ball. No, Matt Jones won't move the ball, no. No. So it's, it's set up beautifully for them from a scheduling standpoint, and they're great as front runners. I mean, when that defense has a lead, you can just send unleash hell with the pass rush. It's going to be the perfect storm again. Yeah, did you and see the this? same thing could happen the first two weeks in the next two games where it's you're up 17 nothing, 14 nothing, and then it's just more turnovers and more sacks, and, and they run the, the opponent out of the building. This would be a scary thought. Micah Parsons, who is now the shortest shot on the board to win the Defensive Player of the Year, he's great. Did you see this report yesterday? A couple of times? Practicing him at tight end? Oh, really? I like the idea. All right. I want to see what that looks like. I would be afraid to tackle that guy. Yeah, no kidding. He would rip my it's head good. off. It's good. Yeah, are you concerned about the Chiefs? This is this well, is what you talked about. Mahomes. Remember, it was uh, was it last year, two years ago, two years ago? They kept winning games, but they could never cover a spread. That's right. So here's one angle with Mahomes when he's laying big numbers: twenty-three and one straight up. However, nine fourteen and one ATS. That's thirty-nine point one percent as a favorite of more than seven points. The average line, 10.9 points in those games. Here, laying between 12 and a half and uh, 13. I would say that, you know, you always talk about like contrarian games. How many, how many people are going to make the case for the Bears this week? Probably not many. Yeah. Uh, when the Raiders were an absolute dumpster fire over the years because of the rugs thing or the Gruden mess, they came out and either covered or won those games the following week. Like, what? Huh? Nobody's making the case for the Raiders. Only a contrarian better would be like, yeah, I like him. I don't care about what's going on That's off right. the field. And this has been a, it's been a total, same thing this week with, with the Bears. Total mess, total abomination. It'd be a contrarian play to make the case here to bet him with the points. Uh, Kansas City should win by three touchdowns. Yeah. Because it, it's, when you have should. to, when you have to have a press conference to say the house isn't on fire, the house is on fire. And that's what the Bears had to do in polls. Right. You, whether or not you believe the reports of the FBI going to the guy's house, we do know, according to reports, that 
the other guys on the staff were breaking down at the news, whether it was horrific what they were hearing about the reports or the fact that they liked the guy and I have to get my personal life in order. So the D.C.'s out. Fields is fighting with the O.C. and criticizing the coaching staff. He's been awful. There's expectations through the roof where they were supposed to to, to look at playoff aspirations, and now you're looking at an 0-3 start. Then you have Mahomes. you got to face. Their offense is eventually going to get it figured out, and you have the Nagy angle. Yeah. Are you sure you want to stick it to them for Mm -hmm. what happened? Sure. So it all all points to Kansas City here and and, and winning one for Nagy and, and putting it, stepping on their throat while they're down. So, and Kansas City's defense has been awesome. And you've got a struggling Bears outfit too sure. that hasn't been able to do anything. Justin Fields is 4-18 and 18 straight up and 6-16 six and 16 ATS in Sunday games. That It says Sunday. Mackin points it out because uh, the Monday game last year, he got you. Yes, and survived he did. Yes, he did. When they played on the road against uh-huh. the Patriots. Yeah. Um, so who screws up the afternoon money line parlay? Would it be the Seahawks? I, the Chiefs are not going to lose. I can't. No. Chiefs will win. Cowboys win. Do the Seahawks screwed up? I, I played a 14 money line parlay this week tied into the uh, Niners last night. And I have the three afternoon games. And I got to be honest, because of all these injuries now and the young ones specifically, and they're going to get Dalton, I don't love the Seahawks side here. Ranking all the big favorites, I would go in order. Seattle, Miami, Miami. and then Baltimore about who could blow it up and, and the big favorite that goes down. And then I, have, I, I would I have Miami up. in the mix. Uh-huh. Yep. The other one, too, we heard from Frank B., sharp guy checking in, making the case Eberflus whacked. Yeah. Frank B.'s point is you lose this game to Kansas City, you get beat at home by Denver, then you play Washington on a Thursday night where it would set up with the scheduling. You lose that game, you, then you have the, the extra rest, and you, you, you whack him, and you're 0-5. How about Stefanski, 25 to 1? He's already on the hot seat. He'll get the blame if he can't fix Watson. Oh, man. Because you asked during the break, who's the competition? Because I, I don't think the Spanos family will get rid of Staley. I don't think so either. That, that it may be after the season. I'd like to say Josh McDaniels, but... I'd have to go Stefanski. Because you have that defense. And if Watson continues to struggle, they'll say, what's wrong with you? You I can't just, fix Watson. I can't get it out of my head that the guy recently won coach of the year. And now you're going to whack him? Yeah. That'd be the guy at 25 to 1. Up next, Adam Chernoff is going to join the program, longtime friend of the show, great NFL handicapper. And rather than laying a big number, he has a better way to approach a sizable favorite on Sunday. Find out what he likes coming up next here. And follow the money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.